to yet another singing school concert. Isn't this amazing? We got through it. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we're so glad to have you here and glad to have you listening to these precious children. Um, I think that the Lord loves it when we sing. And so we are practicing for his choir one day. And we so very thankful that you could come and listen to our practicing. It's not perfect, but it will be one day. Um, I think your um, program has all the names in it. Um, and this is the um, youth choir. And we have 33 cotton-picking people in it.
Yeah. 
Good evening. This section of our program is where the older choir will get to sing a few of their numbers. And I've titled this section American Music because that seemed a, a big enough name to catch all these different kinds of songs we were doing. This first one we're going to do is called Ashokan Farewell. Um, if you know it, you may know it from um, the Ken Burns documentary, The Civil War, which was where this piece was actually written for, um, even though it sounds like um, uh, American folk music, which is what it truly is. Um, it was written for that documentary series with text added later. Um, and if these students are all, I think, too young to remember, but we actually sang this back in the dark ages when some of us uh, teachers and accompanists were in choir, so uh, when we also did play ball. So. song we're going to do is actually a Scottish folk song called Loch Lomond. 
Now, what is it doing in the American music section? Well, um, some of you guys, like myself, might have Scottish-Irish ancestry. So all the people that came to America, barring the Native Americans, were people that came from Europe. So European music can be American music by extension. And in fact, a lot of Appalachian folk music really borrows heavily from Scotch-Irish folk music. So, for example, a song like Barbara Allen, there's a Scottish one, an Irish one, and an Appalachian one. So this song, Loch Lomond, is, I think we have a right to call it American music as well. Um, for example, it's, it's named after a, a loch in Scotland, Loch Lomond, which is a lake. And there's a mountain, Ben Lomond, which is referenced in the song. And there's a mountain, Ben Lomond, in Tennessee, where you can imagine settlers came over and they named what they had come from, the same way we have Plymouth to Plymouth and so on. Um, this is actually my own arrangement of this song. Um, so it is American music. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to do this song because I've heard it many places and I wanted to try my own hand at it. So this is my arrangement of it. And there's another interesting connection that I thought... So you might know this song already. You might be familiar with it. But um, the origins of the song are obscure, like most folk songs. We don't know exactly who wrote it the first time, where the tune came from, where the words came from. But s some of the earliest versions of the text, which is more recent than the words, have, um, they were brought by a Scottish poet, and they have the date um, 1746 appended to the top. And that's the date at which uh, the rebellion of Bonnie Prince Charlie was just defeated by the English and the Scottish attempt at independence with Bonnie Prince Charlie was defeated. Um, and the, the text in the song talks about one soldier essentially singing to another, you take the high road and I'll take the low road and I'll be in Scotland for you, um, referencing that he will take the faster road to Scotland, which is death, and then going to be essentially, you know, spiritually reunited with his homeland, whereas the other soldier will go on living. So it's a sad song. Um, but there's an interest for me personally. I thought about this. Um, I don't know, again, about you guys, but in my family heritage, about nine generations ago, on my dad's side, Scottish ancestors left Scotland following that battle and the, the uprising of Bonnie Prince Charlie and came to the United States. So there's, you know, American roots in the Scottish history there. So that's, that's a fascinating thing. So, um, so this is my arrangement of it, and I'm thankful that we, the choir was willing to learn it and that we were willing to have um, Jeff Brennan and Caleb Slaybaugh join us on some of the special parts in this song. This is kind of a puzzle or a bonus points, but um, when I wrote this song, I, I love folk music, so I wanted to do something with it. So I, I kind of dropped in a few hints of other Scottish folk songs. Listen, see if you can find them throughout the song. If you can come tell me afterwards, I'll give you bonus points.
All right, our next song is going to be the Wells Fargo Wagon. And another thing that if you guys have been around a little bit, you might recognize, but we often try to do some kind of Broadway or show tune um, selection for the spring concert just because it's fun and it introduces the students to a new or different kind of music, choral music. So this is from one of my favorite musicals, The Music Man, which is pure American music, um, great turn of the century, big band, uh, jazz, ragtime, all that good stuff. So this is the Wells Fargo Wagon, which... Well, nowadays it's a bank, but back before there was UPS and Amazon Prime, it was speedy delivery. last piece for this American music section is actually a pop song. Now the choir knows that I have certain feelings about modern pop music and they hear about that sometimes. But I decided we could do this song because it actually is a good pop song that I enjoy listening to. There, there are some of those. We won't hold it against it. Um, this is God Bless the USA. Not the Irving Berlin but the more contemporary um, Lee Greenwood one. Um, and this is just a fun song to sing. The choirs really enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's fitting to kind of close out our American section. You know, we are thankful for the liberties that we have, and we hope and pray 
and work so that that God-given gift of liberty might endure to future generations. So God bless the USA.
So we're going to do a special song, which I wanted to do um, a little bit of barbershop quartet just because it's fun. So this is uh, also an American song, Wait Till the Sun Shines, Nellie, which is just a fun, old-fashioned barbershop song. Can you hear me? While they're getting set up here, we have not always had a string ensemble. Thanks to Sarah Van Cleek, who has been working with the students all year long, we have now an opportunity for people with, uh, that want to play strings to get together and play. So we're very thankful. Thank you, Sarah.
as uh, one of the senior school directors during the dark ages that <laughs> Sam was referring to, um, there is no doubt that the highlight of the evening is hearing untrained voices that have become trained. But the, very close to that for me was always the joy of having their music become contagious. And I would hear about you all either singing it or attempting to sing it or loving to hear them sing it. But a lot of times it just it gets stuck in your system. So one of the things we used to love to do would be to have a chance for you to sing while they rest their voices. And that's what we're going to do now. Uh, we're going to sing a couple of songs, old songs you may or may not know. If you don't know, just roll with it. If you don't know how to sing, roll with that too. Uh, if you do know how to sing, show off. If you don't know how to sing, show that off. You know, we're very equal, equal opportunity here. Um, it is a sing-along. It is a sing-along. You know, they used to do these things, sing-alongs, you know, where people who knew how to sing would sing and other people would kind of go in with them. So just pretend like it's that kind of era. Uh, our first song, in an era of such division... It's, I thought it was appropriate that we would sing on something we can all agree on, which is the importance of coffee. Um, coffee is what makes sure things get done before noon. Uh, so, we're going to sing a song called Java Jive, and uh, it, it, uh, it starts off with uh, something along these lines. I love... That's fine. That's fine. It's, it's all meant to be fun, and if you, uh, yes. So, so you get that idea, right? It's fun. Fun. Just roll. I see some no's. I see some. You can leave. No, no. <laughs> this is where you start. I love coffee. I love tea.
when we go to the store and they don't have pepperoncini on the shelf for our pizza and, and sometimes they don't have toilet paper. We've, we've gone through that and we somehow survived. We made it through that one. Uh, but there were times when deprivation was real and uh, they wrote songs about that. They wrote songs about what you could live on and what you could survive with. And this next one is one of those. Uh, you're welcome to stand up if you want to, to stretch your legs during this one, or if you want to stay seated, perfectly fine as well. We're very, we're very accommodating. But if you want to stretch your legs and, 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 and uh, feel a little bit of this, um, um, this one, uh, if you haven't heard it, it's, it's, it's uh, pretty simple. I've got rhythm. I've got music. Everybody know that? Gershwin? Okay, all right, good, cool, all right. Oh, I didn't have to go too far in that one. Uh, the, the first way through is, is the gals to the guys. The second way through is the guys to the gals. So you've got to change the words a little bit. And, and if you're single, just say, I'm just fine, you know. <laughs> I'm just fine. I don't need anyone, okay. I got rhythm and music and don't need nothing else, Okay. Apparently, some of us have rhythm and some of us have a little bit less, but it's, it's accommodating for everyone, so it was fun. Thank you, Ben, for leading that.
I came up with the idea to do this in the Christmas concert, if you guys were here for that, was the idea to do an alumni and friends group, sort of a pulled together in the last couple of weeks of people that were in singing school or parents, friends, older siblings that wanted to, to chance to sing something um, to make music together. So I decided to do, to do this again and we have a couple alumni, a couple friends and a lot of students. So I'm glad that some of the students were willing to jump in and, and make this opportunity so that the alumni and friends could get a chance to sing. So I decided to pick two different songs of very different genres but similar theme. So the first is a Bach four-part chorale from one of his Easter cantatas. And this is actually, um, there's a lot of fascinating church history here, but this is um, a hymn, Lutheran hymn, written by Martin Luther himself. It was, I guess he was Lutheran before there were Lutherans. Um, but he wrote this. Um, it's Christlagen Todesbanden. Forgive my poor German pronunciation if you know how. But we're not going to sing in German because that would be too hard. But it's Christ lay in death's grim prison. The original is seven verses long. They wrote substantive, robust theological hymns back then, um, and this is one of them. We're not going to sing seven verses either. We're going to sing three. Um, so this is the English translation, but Bach's beautiful musical setting about 150 years after Luther wrote the text, um, and, and Bach set many of Luther's hymns to beautiful four-part chorale settings, which are still with us today. So this is, I think, Bach is some of, you know, unsurpassed four-part choir writing. So I wanted to do a chance to do that. And it's about Christ's death and resurrection. The other piece that we're going to do afterwards is very different style. It's called a shape note song. If any of you guys know about, well, it's American tradition of shape note singing. Um, it's a uh, kind of sacred singing that was uh, in rural American churches, particularly in Appalachia, but I know it stretched up into New England as well. I think that's actually where it originated. Um, it's called shape note because they have a system of singing solfage, fa, so, la, mi, fa, so, la, um, which is a little bit different than the Sound of Music version. Um, but they, that's where it originates, and they have shapes and everything like that. But you don't have to understand that to appreciate it. It has a very raw folk sound, very oftentimes very soulful. They often sing about death and crossing over Jordan, going to the Promised Land, because for many people, that was their experience at the time. Life was hard in America 200 years ago when this was around. But it's still around today, this kind of, this kind of singing. There's groups around here if you're interested in singing but I pulled one of their songs in to do with the choir just because it's a lot of fun and that also sings about um, the reality of death and the first song gives us the hope that Christ lay in death's grim prison he for our sins was given but now today he's risen and brings us life from heaven
they put that together in two rehearsals. And as you can tell, that was a lot of fun. They had fun. I had fun singing with them. So thank you guys for being willing to jump into that.
So the younger kids just sang an Isaac Watts hymn, traditional English hymn, I Sing the Mighty Power of God. We'll go ahead and do another traditional English hymn, Abide With Me, um, by Henry Light. This is um, taking the original hymn with a little bit of leeway the arranger did. I think he's done a beautiful job with this one. Um, so the arranger, Brian Hansen. So based on the original tune with a little bit of um, expansion. So.
Now for something of a little bit different character and style, we're going to do an arrangement of Go Down Moses by Greg Sewell. This is a fun one. Needless to say, they had a lot of fun with that one. So, For this um, second to last piece, and this is sort of the last piece, and the last one I'm kind of tagging on is a, a benediction or a doxology, but this piece um, is one that I wanted to do for a long time. It's the traditional Charles Wesley hymn, Arise, My Soul, Arise, and that hymn has actually been set to multiple tunes over the decades since I was written, but I think this is actually my personal favorite setting of it by Dan Forrest, who's done a number of amazing sacred... Um, choral settings. So this is a beautiful um, choral setting. However, the text of this hymn is also incredibly beautiful. And that's one of the things that we do when we sing sacred music is we're not just making beautiful sounds, but we're also proclaiming 
the truth of God's word, the truth of the gospel. And this is a song that sings the gospel to us because we have to hear it multiple times again and again. Um, so I hope this song blesses you the way it's blessed me. I think, I think it has blessed the choir as well. And we're very thankful to have uh, Mrs. Van Cleek willing to play the lovely violin accompaniment to this arrangement. So.
I initially thought we would finish the program with that piece, um, but I found another one that I wanted to conclude that I thought would be a doxology or benediction, and this is actually um, by Douglas Bond. Some of you guys may know him. He's a um, reformed author and, and pastor. He's written a lot of historical fiction and theology books, but he's also written a series of what he calls New Reformation Hymns, so with the style and, and substance of you know what Luther was trying to do, what we sang earlier, but for today's era and in today's poetry. Um, and uh, a very talented musician, Greg Wilbur from New College Franklin, Tennessee, wrote the music for these hymns. So this is one of those from that album. So um, there are some recordings of this out there, but not a whole lot. I contacted uh, Douglas Baum before we did this and asked if we were permitted to do this without copyright and everything, and he said, go ahead, and he was very excited that we were doing this. So um, this is We Worship Christ the Cornerstone, taken from Ephesians chapter 2 where Paul tells us about how we are reconciled to God, just what we just sang about, and how then we are reconciled to one another, made up into the, the household of faith, built into as living stones into the, the church of whom Christ is the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. 